podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fancy Football Scout. Here we'll discuss the best armband options for yet another double game week. It's double game week 37. My name is Joe and joining me is Fancy Football Scouts. Tom, Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, good thanks Joe. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to the final kind of double of the season now. Um, feels like the end's coming or it's close um, so yeah all good looking forward to it how are you yes good good I'm, I'm buoyed by another successful hit so after some terrible hits earlier in the season um, I got um, uh, Cancelo and uh, Niketia in on a hit this week so I was very pleased with that um, but will I take another hit this week and will anyone I bring in get the armbands and uh, yeah there's some it's a different type of double game week 37 um, uh, it's not the big teams, <laughs> uh, apart from Villa, your team, of course. Um, so, um, but we'll have a look at the fixtures in a minute. Before we do that, um, I understand you've got a few words to say about fan team. Yep. So this coming weekend is the game week thirty-seven satellite monster, which is the same format as as, as most weeks. To be honest, it's essentially building a free hit eleven. But um, instead of cash prizes this week, you can win tickets for the €100,000 Game Week 38 season finale game. Um, so you're basically entering for that. Um, Entry is pretty cheap this week. I think you can you can get involved for about €1. Euro. Um, so, yeah, have a look at that. We'll obviously be discussing the, the fixtures in detail in the coming 30 minutes. Um, so, yeah, have a look at Fan Team if you're interested in that kind of thing. Great stuff. Um, just before we have a look at the uh, fixtures, um, I'll just explain what we're doing. We've got a sort of a, a slightly new format to the captaincy. We'll look at the fixtures, we'll look at some key stats about players and teams. Um, we'll try and sort of generate uh, the story that is around who we're going to pick at the end. So at the end of this show, uh, Tom and me will have our top three picks and we'll explain a bit of our reasoning. And a lot of that will be based on the information we'll be sharing with you, which is uh, a lot of stats from the Fancy F Football Scout members area also just want to say hello to those that joined us early in the live chat we got uh kudak washi uh geo teza moshi wayne peter bernardo lionel uh kenneth joshua and more thanks so much for joining us do remember to press the like button do uh, shout out your window tell your neighbors and your friends to tune in uh to the uh, vital captaincy video and podcast from Fancy Football Scout. Welcome all. Uh, let's hope we can uh, help you with your decisions. So let's have a look at the fixtures then. Um, so I've got a picture of Richarlison here to, to show it, but uh, could have had a picture of anyone from Villa as well. Uh, so we've got Aston Villa and Everton, Crystal Palace, Leicester, Burnley, all have a double game week here. So Villa have got best fixtures, Crystal Palace, Burnley, according to the ticker, then Everton, Brentford and Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace themselves, two away games, Villa, Everton. Villas and Everton's are both home ties, by the way. Um, so Crystal Palace, two away games. Leicester, two away games as well. Watford, ooh, great. Chelsea, ooh, maybe. Um, and then Burnley, Tottenham and Villa away. So a sliding scale of awfulness with those teams. Meanwhile, Tottenham themselves obviously got Burnley. So we've got Kane and Son uh, vying for attention. Uh, and then don't forget Mo Salah. He's playing, he's away to Southampton. And Southampton, not to put too fine a point on it, are pretty awful at the moment. <laughs> and Liverpool are great and going for the title. So yeah, Tom, looking at these fixtures, who do you think sort of, edges it at the moment for your, for your thinking for the armband? 
Um, well, if those Villa fixtures, isn't it, that, that jump out, um, best fixtures according to the ticker, and I think the same. Um, the last three games have been pretty positive for Villa. We we drew at Leicester and then we've beaten Norwich and Burnley since. We play again, Burnley again, obviously, in 37. Um, the match was originally scheduled for December, but then got called off for, for COVID reasons. So, um, hence playing them twice pretty quickly back to back. Um, so, yeah, best, best fixtures, I think, for Villa. Um, under Gerard, we've done pretty well against the bottom half teams. We've got a real problem against playing good teams. Um, the top eight, we've had a problem with this year, but against the teams near the bottom and kind of mid-table, actually performed pretty well. So I, I like Villa mm. for captaincy this week. It, it's where I'm going to be looking. Yeah. Um, Everton with two good fixtures, as well, two home fixtures as well. I think there's maybe slight, that, that Brentford game slightly yeah. more difficult than the Burnley one, which is why I'm favouring Villa at the moment, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, we were saying before on air, um, two or three weeks ago, I got rid of Kane as part of a sort of gets on eventually kind of move. And um, uh, one of the factors was that they were playing Brentford next. And I just, I, I thought the Brentford defence was so good at the moment um, that I that I didn't think there would be, there was a haul there. I could be completely wrong, but I look at that Brentford game uh, and I think they're going to be they're going to cause some trouble for Everton. Crystal Palace as well, more than capable. But it's that Burnley game at home for Villa and Burnley without their two centre backs. So that's why I've sort of flagged up Spurs against Burnley as well. Um, sure. You know, Burnley can be resilient, but if they haven't got the personnel there, so basically you're talking. Ollie Watkins against Kevin Long. Uh, Son or Kane against Kevin Long. I mean, that sounds quite appealing for the captaincy. Yeah, I, th I think so. I think if you're going to look at the single game week players, I think Spurs are the obvious ones, obvious ones to look at, given those problems at Burnley. Um, I mean, Burnley had been playing well prior to that Villa game at the weekend, but you take Tarkowski as well as me out of the equation, and it suddenly gets a lot trickier for them. Um, and Villa, yeah, you know, those are the fixtures I'm looking at. I mean, you, you mentioned Watkins there, Joe. Um, yeah. He feels like the only safe mm. option to captain at, at Villa at the moment. Um, if Ings was guaranteed to start both mm. games, I might favour him. Um, but he, he isn't really, and that's because of the system that Villa have been using recently. If they play a diamond, he tends to start, and then it's one of Coutinho or Buendia in the, the kind of the hole. But if we switch to that Christmas tree formation, which Gerard does like to use, and Ings is the four guy in that system. Um, and that's what's appealing about Watkins, because he remains a constant mm -hmm. throughout, um, tends to get 90 minutes as well. His work rate is you know, looked on really fondly by Gerard. Mm. But that's the appeal with it, with Watkins, I think, that regardless of system, you should get two starts from him. Yeah, um, I mean, I, mean the, the, um, I think with, with Watkins as well, um, I think something that you, you mentioned just now about tend to do better against those worst teams, which you would expect, but it is quite stark and Villa weren't in great form, but their fixtures were poor. Um, and so, I mean, I, I, I've had Watkins for two weeks. I've had two goals already. So that, that for me puts him, edges him uh, as, 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 a, as someone who I think I'm going to get returns from. Um, yeah. and you never know. Um, but yeah, I'm very impressed with that. Um, Coutinho owners, what do they do? It's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, there's, he was obviously dropped at the weekend. Um, Buendia came in. Buendia was kind of unfairly, unfairly taken out of the team. Yeah. 
originally because he had been playing really well under Gerard, and then Coutinho came along and then when you play this diamond there's only room for one number 10 so it's either or you can't really move Coutinho or Buendia back further because it then it just disrupts us defensively so it feels like it's one or the other now we play better in the diamond, which suggests only one of those players will start. But part of me thinks that Gerard might use one of these two games to play num- two number 10s behind a forward, which means that Coutinho and Buendia might start. Um, just because he likes that system, I think the Burnley game could be a, a chance for him to try that out again if he wants to make it work. But it's, it's I mean, you, I don't think you could captain Coutinho this week Um with any confidence that he's going to get two starts. Maybe he can do damage in one game. He's capable, but it feels that Watkins mm-hmm. is safe for play here because I think he will start both games. And I can't say the same for Ings or Coutinho or Buendia. So, well, I mean, we're going to look at uh, defences in a bit, but um, in a double game week, I always think oh, the, a goalkeeper, an attacking fullback, these, these are the guys that can get you um, some a, a huge haul. Um, or in the case of Man City, uh, one of their central defenders, uh, which is the case this week, Laporte. Um, but I never do it because I always favour the attacker. But nevertheless, this could be for those that are more sensible than me. Um, yeah. Luca Dean at Villa um, come back from seemingly the dead, just emerged suddenly. Um, he has that doing it, doesn't he? I noticed yeah. over the last four matches, um, he's had ten chances, which is the most out of uh, defenders last four. Um, he could be a good shout for the captaincy, do you think? Yeah, well, I think Villa's defence against the so-called mid-table, lower teams, um, we've actually done well against, so I can see the appeal in it. I'm not sure I have quite enough confidence in our backline to register mm-hmm. a couple of shout-outs, but if you get one clean sheet and then he gets an attack in return, you're probably looking at double figures because he does he does well for bonus. Um, most of the time. And I think he's he's kind of benefited. We, Ramsey's been out of the team, so we've actually played Douglas Louise on that side. Yeah. We want a little bit more stability for maybe him to get forward yeah. a bit more. Um, but yeah, he's come in and done well. I mean, it's him or Cash. It feels like a bit of a 50-50 between those two. They're both, they're both Cash maybe has a little bit more goal threat, mm-hmm. Dean a yes. little bit more creative. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm not against that. And the yeah. same could be said for Everton as well, yeah. you know, because defensively they've been really good at Goodison. Um, so a Mikalenko or something, mm. yeah, captaincy, that might be a too much, but certainly in terms of options for the next for this, if you're on a free hit. Yeah, His first goal, wasn't it, uh, last time out? Good one as well. Yeah. Um, um, and Jordan Pickford, um, back to his save machine best. Um, yeah. For those who are looking for a dollar, but more maverick option, if that makes sense. Um, Captain Jordan Pickford might not be. If there's if there's a shutout or two, if there's if, if he's going to rack up the saves he's been doing, there could be bonus there. And Everton yeah. don't score a lot, so it does indicate that their defence and their goalkeeper might get some bonus there. So in terms of yeah. FPL points, not interesting, but could get a lot of points. Yeah, he's got bonus in the last two Pickford, hasn't he? And Everton have shifted their system. They're, they're a bit less possession orientated now. They're playing with a back five. Yeah. Um, and all of that kind of points towards getting at least one of their back line in for this um, this double header. Um, we'll talk about Richarlison shortly. But yeah, Everton haven't scored many at home recently. No. I still think it's a decent option. 
but uh, it's been more one nils than uh, I think you know any any high score lines. But they've had some tough fixtures as well. But yeah, we'll we'll discuss that in a bit. Um, let's have a look at the uh, latest stats for players. Um, so sorted this by expected goal involvement last four matches. Um, Jesus is top still, um, but you've got to you've got to roll the roulette wheel there if you think he's going to start. And also, there's no double fixture there for Man City. Um, yeah. Corne. Burnley is next. Now, when these sort of names crop up here like this, um, uh, like Danny Ings did on the goals imminent table last week, and then, hey, presto, um, you get a return. Cornet at Burnley. Um, Burnley's fixtures aren't that great. Nevertheless, Cornet statistically is the has got the, the most recent form of the four matches he has played recently. So... An option for the armband or an outside? Quite an explosive kind of player, he yeah. feels like, doesn't he? That kind of player that can grab a brace. He's playing on the shoulder of the last defender, always looking to get in behind. Didn't start at the weekend. He came on as a sub and got the goal. And so I'm not sure if that's fitness related. Um, he always seemed, I mean, Deutsch always used to say it was going to take him a while to get Premier League ready. He was fit to start, but in terms of that fast turnaround of games and getting up to that level. So I'd want to kind of have a look into that a little bit more, a bit. I mean, the fixtures are quite tricky, like you say, aren't they, Joe? Yeah. Spurs and Villa. Yeah. And both away matches. Perhaps, uh, perhaps those like for your free hitting, so perhaps could be could be a contender for a free hit, but I'd prefer him like to. Yeah, not for captaincy, but as an option for somebody on a free hit. Um, not not totally against them. No. Um, moving down the list, so uh, Jesus has got an expected goal involvement of over three. So has Corne. So has Welbeck um, over the last four matches. Then yeah. then we've got Salah uh, with his 10 shots inside the box. Expected goal involvement of just under three. Um, Eddie Niketia, uh 12 shots inside the box, uh, created three chances as well, just under three as well. He's actually level with Salah in terms of expected goal involvement. Bruno Fernandes, but Manchester United aren't playing. Um, Trossard, who is... Uh, people who've had Trossard in their team have been cursing why they've had Trossard in the team. But very quietly, he's become one of the top scorers in recent games. So um, keep hold of him, perhaps. Um yeah, and Saka still there, still put it, posting the stats. Ten shots inside the box, expected goal involvement just under three. Then, from the point of view of a double game week, those who want a captain, a double game week player. Then we got Richarlison. Then we got Watkins um, of just over two and a half uh, expected goal involvement over the last four. Um, Watkins fourteen shots inside the box impresses, as does his six chances created. Uh, Richarlison not too shabby there with 11 shots inside the box three chances created um, I, I feel I've got to captain a double game week player if you're going to captain a double it's got to be one of these two isn't it based on the stats yeah it does feel like that way doesn't it and I think Richard, Richarlison will be popular Yeah, um, I think Everton are coming off the back of a couple of really good results and they've been good they've been good throughout Lampard's time at home mm. it's way they've had real trouble yeah. I mean their away win at the weekend was their first since game week three but at home I think they've had seven matches seven Premier League matches under Lampard and they've yeah. won four of them they've only conceded I think uh, how many have they conceded I think they've only conceded three or four goals in that time um, but they've only scored seven so it has been kind of grinding out wins mm. rather than you know, scoring two, three per game or anything like that. But they have played, you know, they played City in that time. They played Chelsea. Mm. Um, 
they played United and Leicester, maybe not too too tough of games, but um, you get they, they've had haven't had an easy run. This these two games won't be easy, but maybe they can play a little bit more on the front foot. And yeah. I like Richarlison. Richarlison suddenly the focal point of that team without Robert Lewin in. Yeah. Um, he's top for XGI over the last six, I think, if you open that up. But he has benefited from a couple of penalties in that time. Yeah. But still, it feels like if Everton are going to score, you expect him to be involved in that system. Yeah, well, nevertheless, he is on penalties, so you know, it has to be counted yeah, for. Um, sure. I mean, I have put the ex- expected goal non-penalty on, but I don't really like those stats because it just sort of, you sort of, it discounts the fact that someone's on penalties. And that, that's sure. what... yeah, it's a massive plus. And that's why I said about Ings earlier. Yeah. I like Ings because I think he'll be the one on penalties. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's a massive thing for us, isn't it? That's, yeah. what's, that's why Son's so impressive this year because he's yeah. not on penalties yeah. and he's still... If, um, so, so we know Danny Ings is on penalties at Villa. But when, whenever Ings is off the pitch, which is which is likely for periods of the game, uh, if he doesn't start or get subbed off, who, who's second at Villa for pens? Probably, probably Watkins. Oh, but the, the thing is, is that he's not um, he's not a great penalty taker. No. Um, of course, you know if you if you're going in and, and Ings is getting withdrawn on seventy minutes, which often happens if he does starts, then you're going to get twenty minutes when he might be on penalty. There's always a chance Coutinho might step up, but. Um, yeah, I think I think Watkins would probably have that as the forward if Ings isn't on the pitch. So um, um, that's still working his favour. I'm just so. reading some of the comments in the live chat. Um, I, I'm trying to remember that there's that in that film. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Uh, every time Corne is mentioned, an FPL manager screams, and that's certainly the case with FPL Spartans. I scream when Corne is mentioned, and there may be some many more to do. So we won't mention him again. Yeah, well, that's, that's how I feel with Sterling after. <laughs> So, what he did at the weekend. So did, we, you, we, did you transfer him out this weekend? Yeah, I had owned him for a couple of weeks prior. I actually captained him at Leeds and uh, he blanked yeah. and then took him out for De Bruyne, head of the double, which I always knew that could bite. Yeah. But I, like, I had to do it because, was... yeah, it's. Um, it, it, I felt like I needed to make that move. And then, of course, he gets the brace, 16 points, I think it was. That's and typical, um, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of sums up the season in it's, a way. Not content um, with punishing you, he just wants to rub it in again. And, uh, exactly. Not, yeah. not good. Um, yeah. let's, let's have a look at the best team attacks over the last four matches. Um, Manchester City are absolutely at the top. Expected goal of uh, just under, well, what's that? Yeah, just under 12, so over 11, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, then you've got Chelsea um, with just under nine. So there's a big gap between City and the rest. Arsenal, uh, Burnley in terms of attack so that I'm not going to mention his name again but that could mean a certain <laughs> midfielder gets our attention then Liverpool um, with eight goals but and expected to score just around eight as well uh, West Ham attack looking good um, and then you move down to Brighton resurgent Brighton Manchester United defeating Brighton I'm not just saying that because I'm a Brighton fan but if no one noticed they beat Manchester United 4-0 and uh, then Villa, and this is good. This is from our point of view of, of, of either Watkins or Richarlison. Uh, Villa expected goal involvement uh, just over seven. So just below Brighton, above Crystal Palace, uh, Everton, Manchester United. So Everton expected goal involvement, uh, expected sorry, goals uh, scored of, of uh, 5.73. So in terms of this uh, chart here, in terms of best attacks, last four matches, um, Villa have the edge over Everton. Um, yeah. Both of them are at home as well. Um, so well, that that does put me on the side of Watkins a bit more. Um, does, does that for you? 
Well, yeah, I mean, think trying to think of the fixtures. So Everton have probably well, they've played Liverpool and Chelsea in that time, haven't they? Whereas Villa have had Norwich, they've had Burnley. Maybe slightly easier fixtures, but I do think Villa are a better attacking team than Everton. Regardless, I think that this this new kind of system Lampard's put in maybe favours the keeping the shape a little bit more. And I think that Villa have got players in that attacking third, creative players like Buendia and Coutinho who can supply a Watkins or an Ings. So I do put the attack um, a little bit ahead of Everton's, um, especially given that, you know, it's basically the Brentford fixture for Everton against Burnley for Villa. So I think you are going to favour one of their forwards. Not to say Richarlison can't be a very good option, though. Um, I mean, Leicester still have a, a, a double game week. We haven't really mentioned them yet. Um, Chelsea and Watford, it's not great, really. Um, well, the Watford game's great, but then the Chelsea game, no. not so great. But this this chart here shows that the worst uh, attack over the last four matches has been Leeds. The second worst, not by much, is Leicester. And we don't even know who's going to start. Um, it, it's just a no-go, isn't it, even to own at this stage? I think the worry for Leicester is the season kind of fizzles out a bit now after that yeah. Europa defeat. And um, yeah, who who do you captain? I mean, Madison's got this kind of niggle, which is ongoing. He missed, missed the game at the weekend. Vardy, I don't know if he's in a place where he's going to start two games in quick succession. Harvey Barnes is in and out of the team. So yeah, just there's, there's nobody jumping out at Leicester, despite that good first fixture. So I think um, there are better better sides to target this week than them. Okay, well let's have a look at the uh, the worst defences last four. Um, so yeah, the worst defences are, are Watford um, and Norwich. Um, so I had that Watford poor defence um, mm. shows that Leicester could be an option, but as we just discussed, they're not really because we don't know who's mm. going to play and their attack is awful. So. You never know. Um, then, then Norwich. I mean, they're always up there. Wolves, um, in terms of expected goals conceded, are the, are the next worst. Then Leeds, Manchester United, following that dropping that Brighton handed out. Um, uh, then Southampton, who are firmly on the beach. If you could, you can, I mean, whenever I've been to Southampton, I can't find the beach. I don't think there is a beach in Southampton. There's just a, just a port and loads of ferries by the looks of it. But um, there may be a beach somewhere there. Um, then Newcastle. Um, are pretty, um, but they. I mean, they've had some tough fixtures, so you never really know what you're getting there um, at the moment because they do have uh, Trippier back, I believe. And Wilson, yeah, and Wilson. Um, yeah. But in terms of the best defenses, City, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, um, mm. and Tottenham um, are the best defenses there. So both our our key contenders, with Charleston and Watkins, are facing Palace. So that doesn't bode well for that one. Um, so we're looking, yeah. we're looking for yeah. Brentford and, and Burnley, who are sort of mid-table in terms yeah. of... Yeah, the only thing with Palace is um, Guatia missed the weekend game. We're waiting for an update on that, but he got taken off oh. as well. We don't know if he's going to be ready. And Vieira did say after the game that he may experiment a little for the final few games, possibly bring in some fringe players, academy mm. players, with, with one eye on next season. So that offers a bit more encouragement maybe not in terms of if you're looking for somebody like Zaha but the players they can bring in are good I mean Eze I'd expect to get some minutes or say still got attacking players who can do damage I don't, I, as a differential I don't hate Zaha for um, captain yeah. this week he's on he's on penalties um, which is nice which we spoke about earlier which is a real plus 
Um, he's taking a lot of shots at the moment. He's got eight goals in his last 13. So I think if you're on a free hit, I think including somebody like Zaha makes sense. Yeah, and, definitely. I mean, we, we haven't put him in the captaincy conversation, but, you know, Villa and Everton away, it's not, it's not awful from an attacking point of view. Perhaps not the best, but... Yeah, as you said, Zaha's on penalties, and and we, you know, sometimes Crystal Palace one shot on goal, one shot, one one goal, and that's all it takes. We'll be playing teams who get their, you know, Villa get their fullbacks high up the pitch under Gerrard, so you know there might be a bit of space for him to run in behind, and even Everton in this new system with wing backs, you know, you could see him getting a bit of joy there. I don't think anybody'd be surprised if Zaha got a goal across one of these two matches. No. So. Uh, as a differential, I'll put him a bit behind the, the Villa and the Everton players, maybe, yeah. but not a bad shout. No, I no. think he, is, he should definitely be in the conversation for the captaincy, and definitely for those like you who are free hitting, um, he looks. I, w- I would definitely put him in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's have a look at our picks then. So, based on all of what we've just said, um, we've got our top three picks. So I'll put them up on the screen, and you can read. You can read out your ones, and I'll read out my ones. So that there are a lot of similarities this time. So, yeah, who, who are your top three and why? Yeah, so um, top is Watkins at the moment. Minutes look assured. Um, regardless of the system, he's going to play. Um, back-to-back goals, taking lots of shots, best pair of fixtures. Mm. Um, I wish I wish Ings was a little bit more nailed in that setup because I think I'd be swayed by him. Um, but Watkins, for sure, decent option this week. Number two, Richarlison, mm. um, focal point of that attack. Um, I think he'll be involved if Everton do score. And Goodison Park has been good mm. for them recently, that home support there. I think they'll be really up for these games. So he would be my second pick. And then third, I've put in Zaha. Yeah, it feels like a bit of a differential mm. punt. Has the tougher fixtures. Yeah. But again, I think he's that talisman for that team. And I think um, I think if, if Palace are going to score again, he's highly likely to be involved. And if they bring in players like Olise and Eze, they've got enough firepower there. So... Um, yeah, Watkins, Richarlison and Zaha, you can see I've ignored the single game we mm. play there. That doesn't necessarily mean I think they're bad up, bad options. Um, Son obviously yeah. is in a great moment at the moment. The and that and that Burnley pairing at the back, if it isn't if Tarkowski's out as well as me, obviously that bumps them up a little bit, the Spurs forwards. The only thing putting me off is the quick turnaround between these games for Spurs mm-hmm. because they play on Thursday yeah. in the North London derby and they're on the early kickoff on Sunday. Yeah. Now, Spurs should be able to cope with that. It's not like they're over, you know they're overworked at the minutex. They're not in, they haven't been in Europe, but it was just something to consider mm-hmm. um, if you're going for them. And Salah could do as well. Of course, Southampton not playing well at the moment. Um, but I think with, with that one, we need to see Tonight's game against Villa, we need to see the FA Cup final in the minutes and yep. then maybe make a call on that after. But at the moment, it's that stage of the season. My rank isn't great. I'm looking to gamble. I'm going for the double game week players and that's reflected in the in the top three. Great stuff. Um, so, yeah, um, Watkins for me, my top choice. Um, yeah, all the reasons you just said, you know, nailed on, good stats, good fixture, good form. Um, two goals last two double game week player I mean he's just got he's got everything that I would want he may blank in both of them but it's not I won't look at, back on that decision and say oh why did I pick the main striker in the team with the best fixtures within a double game week you know that's just a, it, it's a sensible play um, and it's ownership's not not massively high still um, I suspect it'll be higher amongst free hitters I don't think it'll be massive, though. No. So 
but yeah, it's an op- I see this as a bit of an opportunity yeah. in this one. Yeah, that's, that's where I'll go for him. My second choice is Son. I have gone for that. Uh, Son, going for the golden boot, as you, you said earlier, you know, without penalties, um, he he's always motivated, but there must be some special motivation there. Um, he is one of those players that I don't think he personally will be affected by that tight turnaround of games. He's pretty assured to start. Um, and it's a home game. His home form is phenomenal. Um, and against against the Burnley side without um, their, their regular centre-backs, that just um, says Son to me. Son, Son returns. I, I, I am seriously tempted still to captain him over Watkins. I mean, that's how much of a second choice he is. He's very close to being the, my top choice at the moment. So Son over Kane just in terms of sheer FPL points. Um, and then my third choice is Richarlison. He's, he's uh, for the reasons you said as well, he's, he, he's got sort of what... Watkins has got in terms of the fixtures, the the form, um, and a double game week player. I think all, all all of the four that we mentioned there are really good options. I saw if I saw anyone captaining any of them, I would think absolutely fine. And there's some as you said with Watkins, Zaha especially, some really good differentials there. So if you want to move up the, t- I mean, we've only got two game weeks left. We've got to start moving up the ranks and. This is this could be the week to do it. So um, yeah. So you your pri- your looks like could be what to your decision on Saturday because there's a deadline Sunday. Yeah. Is, is, are you going to be faced with a captaincy on Watkins with Charlison? Yeah, I'm on, a, I'm on a free hit. So the beauty of it is is that um, I can go for anybody, um, anybody that I choose to. I don't have to think about the squad or um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So. I'm building that at the moment. At the moment, I've got Watkins and Ings in my free team and Richarlison. Mm-hmm. I do think Ings might be a bit risky for captaincy. I like him as an option. But yeah, I think Watkins, I think there's a good chance. I'll be at Villa Park for the, um, okay. the Burnley game, so it'd be nice to cheer him on from the stands if he is a captain. So um, yeah, that's where it's at the moment. Um, let's see how tonight unfolds, though. Mm-hmm. You know, got a big game against Liverpool yes. before that. So. Well, well, good luck with that because chances are I'm going to captain him as well. But I, I probably will. I probably will move the armband between Son and Watkins at, at least once, or maybe twice, or maybe a hundred times on Saturday or Sunday morning. But I, I, I hope it ends up on Watkins because he is the sensible player, I think. Uh, but in the meantime, Tom, good luck with uh, your captaincy of Ollie Watkins. Good luck with your game week. Good luck at Villa Park. Um, and I um, uh, hope, hope uh, but for both of us, we can rise up the rankings and, uh, and, and, and as we see this season off. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, thanks a lot for joining me, Tom. Thanks for everyone who's joined us in the live chat. Good luck with your capacity decisions. See ya. Okay.